Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The Enforcer's ride is launched. Uh, everyone that's seen it so far reckons it's probably one of the best looking cars I've seen. So if the thing goes as good as it looks, we're in for a very good 2011. V8 supercars help our friends in need as Queensland Raceway is underwater and the season launch approaches. It's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Russell Ingle has launched his new ride this week, the Enforcer explaining the colour scheme. It's a bit of a combination of the last three years' paint scheme sort of rolled into one. We've taken the best since 2008 and uh, picked the best bits, rolled her out, and here she is. I I absolutely love it. And we've kept with the GM theme too. The red is actually from... Uh, the ZR1 2010 Corvette. That's the- Paul Morris Motorsports has got some BB bounce in 2011 with Barocca joining the sponsorship lineup. While Dick Johnson's Jim Beam Racing is currently undergoing some major changes following a restructure. Glenn Turner has moved from commercial manager role to general manager, while Wayne Caddick joins Johnson and Steve Braybreck on the board. It is Caddick's return to the V8 supercars since his vacating the CEO position over two years ago. Last week you heard how V8 supercars was supporting the Queensland flood appeal on the Gold Coast last Friday. Well, they announced that they would be kicking in $50,000 to the Premier's appeal as well. Queensland Raceway will not be resurfaced as planned next week. The Queensland floods have caused the track management to change its plans and putting off the resurface until November this year. Kelly Racing have undergone a major engineering overhaul with James Small joining David Reynolds. Stuart McDonald is expected to join Greg Murphy when the Pepsi car deal is announced, while Brendan Hogan is joining Todd Kelly. Rick Kelly and David Swenson remain together on the Jack Daniels car. Ryan Webb heads up a new role at Kelly Racing. That is the job of engine research and development engineer. And you need really those key people um, in the right places to to put all those pieces together. Um, So we've been able to to invest a little bit more this year in those key guys. Um, The whole place is really starting to come together. The vision that we had of it, you know, being one of the biggest and best teams in the country um, is now starting to become a reality. In other engineering changes, former FPR engineer David Crone is joining Alex Davison at Irwin Tools Racing. Rick Kelly and David Reynolds got a taste of the Australian Open action when they joined world number 46, Fimo Di Baker. I like racing as well, so uh, I'd like to be up to date a little bit and if it goes well. uh, I think he's pretty competitive, so uh, we would like you guys to win. 
So uh, yeah, it's nice to hear how you guys going. The meeting was brokered by the team's trainer, Damien Prasad. And we've been already speaking after the, the end of the last season and we've started working on... 2011 season and making sure we have the right strategy in terms of uh, pre-season preparation, uh, maintenance during the races, having the right amount of uh, rest and then also building up uh, fitness throughout the year. So it really comes out of that periodised plan. Unfortunately, rain washed out the plans for them to have a hit around. Our skills aren't that good. I, I really enjoy having a hit. I think it's great training for motorsport, but um, I think I would have come away with a few bruises from where, where he fired a few balls into me. Triple Eight is considering their enduro driver options. Jamie Wincup told the V8 Insiders that he would feel gutted when the number one came off his car and was replaced with the 88. So how is that going to motivate him for 2011? Um, that's a tough one. I, I gotta, I gotta have a break. You know, I gotta. Uh, we've just come off all the motion of that last race, so I'm um, really looking forward to a break. It's a long, hard year when you think about it. Starting in February, we're, we're all up. All pretty spent, spent and can't wait for a, uh, a short break. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders after the break. Peter Norton and Lachlan Mansell will join me then. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Checkered Flag Media, it's Lachlan Mansell. Good evening, Lockie. Good day, Craig. And also from Inside Motorsport, it's Peter Norton. Hi there, Craig and Lockie. Guys, it is uh, coming up very soon, the first of the test days, but uh, we've still got a few cars that are launching, and this week's uh, focus was very much on the Enforcer's new super cheap autos ride. Peter, what did you think about what turned out to be a fairly low-key launch? Um, yes, it's funny. that In terms of launches and getting the, 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 you know, the, the PR effect on it, uh, it's been a funny kind of season because uh, a lot of the key decisions uh, had been leaked uh, anyway, even though the, the big announcements haven't uh, happened yet on some of them. Uh, and, and you're right, for, for Russell Ingall, uh, super cheap. It's more of the same in some respects. So I guess they thought, hey, let, let's just uh, keep it ticking over without making too much fuss. Lockie, your thoughts? Because the, the video which uh, they released was just done in the backyard. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't, as far as team launches go, there wasn't really any major news for that one. Obviously, the major news for Paul Morris Motorsport was Steve Owen to be driving the VIP pet food sponsored Commodore, and that news had already been announced before Christmas. So, Russell Ingle, just a fairly minor evolution of the super cheap auto livery, so therefore a fairly low-key launch. Mm. Do you think this year is as make-as break or break as he has been making out in the media this week? Do you, do you think this could be his last year, Lockie? 
Um, I'm not sure that it would necessarily be his last year, but I will tell you what, Steve Owen, he's going to be absolutely on a mission this year because uh, he finally got the opportunity to prove that he can be a competitive full-time driver in the V8 Supercar Championship, and he's going to be out to assert his authority as the number one driver at Paul Morris Motorsport. So Russell Ingall, for the last couple of seasons, has been the lead driver of that team, but I think this year the two drivers are going to be a lot more closely matched and very competitive against each other. Peter, your thoughts on uh, Russell? Is it a make or break year? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, his personality and his profile, uh, particularly with, uh, with Supercheap and the advertising campaign, um, he's valuable to the team uh, in a sense that's broader than the results that he delivers. And in some respects, uh, all of last year, uh, his results weren't that flash. Uh, towards the end of the year, they did pick up. But uh, uh, you could almost say people like Peter Brock, um, they out, uh, outlived their use-by date in terms of race results because of their value to the sport in many other ways. And uh, Russell Ingall, I think, still has a few years left in him, uh, mainly from his, his PR point of view. And uh, you know, he's a good, steady uh, kind of peddler. It's interesting because you've got Paul Morris and Steve Owen in one car for the Enduros. You've got Jack Perkins and and Russell Ingle in the other car for the Enduros. It's going to be interesting to see how that all marries up, Lockie. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a team that you would put right at the top of the, the gun combinations for the endurance races, but... If they get the setup right and drivers all do a good job on the day, particularly in the, the long race at Bathurst, then they've certainly got a chance of springing an upset result. Mm. It's uh, interesting because one team that always makes a point of having a very professional launch is Triple Eight by comparison to what we saw the other Queensland do that's running Triple Eight gear, Peter. Triple Eight's launch is going to be new colour scheme and, well, they're hoping that they'll have all their endurance drivers in place. Yes, you can always uh, expect big things from Triple Eight uh, in the, the Vodafone marketing machine. Um, it's going to take a little while to uh, get over the, the smell of their, their, their men's cologne that they launched uh, in, uh, at Homebush. Um, that definitely got some profile, even though it uh, was a bit on the nose. Uh, yeah, they always do the, the whole PR thing very well. They present the cars well. They present their pit lane very well. Um, it really is a polished professional outfit. Um, so, yeah, you can expect uh, a bit of publicity from their, their launch. And it'll be interesting that it's been suggested that they're going to have a bit of a departure from their, their trademark colour scheme. Now, obviously, the... Uh, uh, the, the, the bright uh, you know, red-orange of uh, Vodafone is going to be there. But you know, maybe some of that chrome might be replaced by black, is what the hint was. Um, they'll, they'll make it newsworthy, I'm sure. You don't reckon he might want to throw some blue in there just to stir the pot a bit further? Oh, I, I don't think that the, you know, the, the amount of colour blue on a car is something we should really uh, open up again. Because of course, that's something that was a, a sticking point between Ford and Triple Eight, uh, and it was one of the uh, excuses uh, that was trotted out for their uh, parting of the ways. It would make for a great story, though, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, yes. What a, well, one other team that's yet to launch but has been going through a fairly heavy reshuffle, Lockie, is Dick Johnson Racing. Now, everyone's expecting James Moffat will be announced as the driver there. And with Stephen Johnson and James Moffat, you've got a very interesting combination of talents. 
Yeah, well, James Moffat, this is the welcome to the big time for him, isn't it? But Dick Johnson Racing, I think the expectation there is that in terms of results, they're not going to go anywhere near as well as what they did last year. Obviously, they've lost the, the reigning champion in James Courtney. He's moved across the Holden Racing team. And James Moffat, he's shown some glimpses of potential and glimpses of great speed in the Fujitsu series, but not really so much on a consistent basis. And I think the main game's going to be a really steep learning curve for him. And I think Dick Johnson Racing are going to have to adjust from having a driver that was right at the front of the field in James Courtney to a driver that realistically, I think, is probably going to struggle to crack the top 20 with James Moffat. Peter, are you that harsh on James Moffat? Actually, I, I am. Uh, I would agree with those comments. Uh, his... Uh, 2010 season in the Fujitsu series was uh, uh, not as spectacular and successful as his uh, outings the, the previous season, uh, and there is a bit of a learning curve, uh, particularly particularly if the car is not perfect, um, he won't have the experience yet on how to, to get the best out of it and how to tune it uh, to, the, to get the most out of it. And with uh, quite a few new faces and reshuffling uh, in the engineering ranks at Dick Johnson Racing, uh, I think it's going to be a learning curve for many of the players, not just in the car, but the people in the, in the back rooms as well. A lot of experience there, but not necessarily uh, in the roles that they'll be uh, in. And uh, you know, some people have sort of, uh, you know, come from uh, from the bench in some respects to uh, to add their expertise it's going to take a little while to get uh, all those people onto the same page mm. one thing though is wayne caddick returns to v8 supercars and wayne was instrumental in a lot of dick johnson's success in those early years well yes that's the one i, I was sort of referring to in uh, coming up off the bench um he's a very valuable player but uh you know, in terms of the, the cut and thrust of racing, you know, he hasn't been there for a while, but that's not his role. That's not what is intended at all. Um, he's going to be part of their, their board of management and uh, he will be extremely valuable at the commercial side of running the team. And uh, that ha you have to rate that one as uh, a very good move for a team that had so much turmoil over the last 12 months uh, to get Wayne uh, there as a, a steadying hand for the, you know, the commercial and, and management side of things. Uh, very smart move. What do you think of the front of house at Dick Johnson Racing now, Lockie? Well, I think I agree with Tina's comments there. I think getting Wayne Kadich in there is definitely a good move because he's had lots of commercial experience right at the very top level of the sport when he was involved there as um, the Chief Executive Officer for V8 Supercars Australia. So, obviously, after all the nonsense that happened at that team last year with the various ownership debacles and um, also the fact that they've shed a lot of them over the off-season, particularly with Adrian Burgess moving on to Team Vodafone. Very important to get a smart business operator in there to manage the business side of the team, and I think that Wayne Cadditch brings that experience across. Mm. Of course, they don't have a team manager at the moment. You only can assume that Dick will occupy that role for a, a time or perhaps for the whole year, but it will be interesting to see how hands-on Dick goes because as we saw parts of last year, he was almost like he was ostracised. Yes, absolutely. Uh, more often than not, you saw Dick uh, standing on the pit wall, um, not really part of the team that was calling the shots. Um, 
Yeah, there's a gap to fill there with Adrian having moved on and a memory that will stick with me for quite a long time is that Saturday race at Homebush where Adrian Burgess was shouting out his instructions to the crew to essentially rebuild James Courtney's car to get it out there to be classified as a finisher. It was exciting stuff. There was full of you know, passion and swearing and all sorts of things. Yeah, it takes experience and a level head to pull that off. And uh, you know, Dick hasn't been in that cut and thrust of things there for a little while. Uh, it'll be interesting how that shakes out. Mm. Well, we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. We'll be back with plenty more right after this. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me, Lachlan Mansell and uh, Peter Norton. And, guys, it's, uh, well, it's been terrible what we've seen across the country with the flooding. But what I thought was absolutely amazing were the photos I was seeing from Queensland Raceway where the water was lapping up to the door of many of the buildings and uh, remarkably uh, reports coming out of Queensland Raceway says Peter, that uh, most of the facility has been unscathed. Yes, it's interesting that. Um, a, a lot of the uh, infrastructure there, uh, I guess, is, is waterproof, that they don't have a, a whole lot of... Uh, uh, bells and whistles in their infrastructure, uh, so um, you know, concrete floors and that kind of stuff are easier to clean up, I, I suspect. Um, what I found interesting was the speed in which they came out to announce that the resurfacing project is going to be delayed. Um, it, it almost struck me as if they were waiting for an excuse to uh, delay that expenditure, and uh, when this came along, um, they, they jumped on it. Um, it would be a very interesting thing because it's been criticised over the years that the, the racing surface there um, definitely needs resurfacing. Um, but my impression is that management weren't too keen on it um, and now it's going to, going to be delayed. Lockie, will, will that be the nail in the coffin or do you think that they'll keep getting reprieves because other events are going to fall? <laughs> oh, that's a very cynical view of the uh, way of the world from Peter Norton there, isn't it? But I do tend to agree with him. I do think that it was very quick that they came out with that announcement about the resurfacing of the circuit going to be delayed. I think that they might get one last reprieve from V8 supercars for season 2011, but I'd say that uh, if the, those changes aren't made by the end of the season in time for 2012 season, then V8 supercars will seriously consider the future of whether or not there should be any rounds of the championship held there in the future. But the interesting thing, just coming back to the condition of the track with the floods in Queensland, Queensland Raceway wasn't actually the only circuit affected because both Morgan Park and Lakeside were also similarly affected. And I saw some pictures from both of those racetracks and they were both underwater as well. So the damage up there in Queensland, very widespread. And good to see as well V8 supercars chipping in some uh, money for the flood relief effort. 
Mm, yeah, and uh, of course that Premier's Appeal is uh, getting a lot of donations from everywhere and uh, you can find more details on the website. You can Google Queensland Premier's Appeal and, and find out all the details of that. Um, it's interesting that uh, with Queensland Raceway deciding not to go for the resurfacing, they also said, oh, we can't do the season launch because of the resurfacing. How fortunate is it in hindsight that they've decided to put this one on in Sydney, Peter? Um, yes, I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing the, the, the whole circus uh, go around Eastern Creek again, um, mainly because it's, uh, uh, to me, a facility that's fairly easy to get to and uh, all of those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's not the, the favourite from many a fan, but uh, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for it from uh, the role it's played over the years and, and probably more of the, the history and drama uh, that uh, I've seen there. And uh, it, it will be a hard place to build atmosphere because it's just so big and you need a jolly big crowd for it to uh, even look a little bit full. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a venue that I think is suitable for a launch uh, and, you know, hopefully some of the Sydney siders who enjoyed Homebush uh, will uh, get out there and enjoy, you know, seeing the cars in action. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's free, so you can't complain about the entry price. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Now, the Fujitsu series, it underwent a bit of a revival, Lockie, towards the end of last year with good numbers in there, or mid middle to the end of last year. Now there's talk that a lot more main game teams are going to put their enduro drivers in. How good for the series is that? I think it's very good. Um, and there was already, as you pointed out, evidence towards the end of the 2010 season or even earlier on in the season that a lot of the main game teams were starting to place their endurance drivers in the Fujitsu series, not necessarily for the whole series, but just for a one-off round here and there. We saw Cameron McConville doing... Around We saw David Reynolds in the car as well. Obviously, Steve Owen did the full series with Greg Murphy Racing, and there are a couple of others that made some spasmodic appearances as well. I think you'll see more of that this year. I think Team Vodafone's already talked about possibly running an entry in the Fujitsu series for, well, the rumour is Alan Simonson is going to be Jamie Wincup's co-driver in the endurance races this year, and possibly for Mark Scaife as well. The downside of the main games coming into the Fujitsu series that makes it a lot harder for the lower-budget privateer teams to be competitive. And I think what we're starting to see now is some of those privateer operations moving away from the Fujitsu series and moving down into the third tier, if you like, of V8 supercar competition in Australia, which is the Shannon's V8 touring car series that runs on the Shannon's Nationals program. Hmm. Well, it's an interesting one, and... We'll see how that all pans out, Peter, because uh, for mine, the more better drivers you get in there, the more appeal it's got, the more chance you've got people following it. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a catch-22, and, and it really comes back to thinking about why is it there? Um, is it to be a strong series in its own right, in which case you do need the, uh, uh, the drivers that have some profile? It would be great to see Mark Scaife in it, for example. Uh, you also need the teams that have the resources to put on a good show and, and to fill up the field. But alternatively, if it's there as the feeder category and it's the place where up-and-coming drivers can get experience and can get some uh, profile, uh, get some uh, coverage for their sponsors... Uh, then this move could be a bad thing because those up-and-comers, uh, they'll be middle of the pack at best and that's hard for them to get the commercial backing if they can't get results that say first. 
so maybe it takes a, you know, a bit of stepping back to just to revisit why is it there. Yeah, well, I hope that fence doesn't give you too many splinters there, Peter. <laughs> Certainly no time for splinters with Gas and Go. Gas and Go, five questions, three minutes we set on the clock, and it's brought to you by VADX Magazine. The latest edition is out now, and it wraps up all of 2010 and gets you ready for a very big 2011 season. Peter Norton, will Barocca give Paul Morris Motorsport the BBB bounce up the standings they're looking for? depends on how much of the very good Cirame wines they've consumed the night before. Uh, a Barocca in the morning can be very useful. Lockie? I can't be that answer from Peter. That's gold. Totally agree with you on that one. For mine, it was, uh, no, I think Steve Owen's going to bounce more than the uh, Barocca. Will the changes in engineering make much of a difference or even any sort of difference compared to the driver changes in the series, Lockie? Uh, yes, I think it will. Um, and obviously there are a number of engineering changes happening this season, particularly with uh, James Courtney's engineer moving with him to the Holden Racing Team. I think we saw last year with the Holden Racing Team where Garth Tander and Will Davidson swapped engineers before the start of the season, just how important it is for a driver to have a really good relationship with his race engineer. And if the relationship doesn't work, it can really affect results. So... A lot of the drivers in the field are going to have to learn how to build up a new relationship with their race engineer. Those drivers who are going to have the same race engineers will probably have an advantage, especially at the start of the season. Peter? I think for the uh, bigger, more professional teams, won't make a, a, a zack of difference. Uh, people who are halfway down the field and lower, uh, a change of engineer can just make or break them. Mm. Now, work's begun on the Australian Grand Prix V8 pit. Will this year's format be more successful than oh, the litany of other ones that have uh, ended in the wake of show racing? Uh, until they come up with a huge cash prize that the teams seriously go out there and chase, uh, then we'll continue to have some uh, fairly boring kind of racing, I think. Mm, lucky. I think the introduction of pit stops and also the introduction of soft tyres might make it a little bit more interesting than it's been in the past, but I do agree with Peter. I think there needs to be some kind of incentive, whether it's racing for championship points or racing for a big cash prize to make the drivers really go for it. Mm. Now, will the soft tyres at the official test day be a good thing for the fans, Lockie? Yes, definitely, because otherwise there's not really going to be a lot to get excited about for the fans. And I mean, in the past, Easter Creek's had enough trouble drawing crowds for V8 supercar race meetings for the test day. All it's effectively going to be is drivers going round and around all day. They're not actually going to be racing. They're just actually going to be, well, possibly competing against each other to see who comes away from the day with the best time. So give the teams a set of the soft tyres at the end of the day and it might make it an exciting finish to the day. Peter? Uh, again, I think they need some reason to go racing, uh, whether it's cash or uh, you know, some of the sponsors' product or, uh, uh, or even just V8 supercars guaranteeing a certain amount of media interest for being the fastest. Uh, otherwise, people are going to do their, their foxing and uh, they'll test the things they want to test, but they won't give it a real shake at the end of the day. Um, let's make a big deal out of who is fastest at the end of that Saturday uh, test session. Mm. Now, Peter, will three races, that three-race format in Perth, have a big impact on the championship, remembering that each race is around? 
Um, it will add confusion, but uh, I don't think it'll make a, a big change to the the total year. What's the three round winners going to do to you, Lockie? I think I agree with Peter. I think it adds a lot of confusion. I'm not quite sure how they're going to do the race format. I haven't read the sporting regulations for that round yet. Hopefully they're not going to have three separate qualifying sessions for the three races because that would be a bit crazy. But I fail to understand why Barbagallo has to have a separate race format compared to all the other rounds. Why can't they just have the two uh, races, one on the Saturday and one on the Sunday, like they have in every other round? Mm. Well, we'll have to see V8 Supercars' decisions on uh, qualifying and starting positions in the very near future. It's Gas and Go for another week here, brought to you by V8X Magazine. As I said, it's in all good news agencies right around the country and probably some of the bad ones as well. Lachlan Mansell, thanks very much for joining us. We hope you have a great 2011. Thank you. I look forward to catching up with you at the V8 Supercar Test Day at Eastern Creek. And also to you, Peter Norton, all the best. Thanks, Craig. Uh, yeah, bring on this test day. The white flag lap is up next. We hear from Lucas Dumbrell. I hope you stay with us. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lab, Lucas Dumbrell says his 2010 season, the first for his team, was disappointing, which might surprise many. He explains why. Maybe a bit selfish of me, you know, like we've been to every round and, um, and you know, finished quite, quite all the races, had a, had a bad couple of the last few, but, um, yeah, probably disappointed with, you know, just with the, the lack of, you know, like a real result. Um, I think the team really deserves it, um, you know, with all the hard work they put in and the quality of um, crew I've got here and um, just with Warren on board, I think, you know, probably were, you know, deserving of, you know, a top 10 result or something like that. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know, we didn't achieve that this year, but, um, you know, looking forward uh, very much so to uh, 2011. How much of uh, how much are you going to be able to build on what you have established this year? Yeah, I think uh, quite a lot. You know, a lot of the um, a lot of the guys uh, uh, that you know came aboard are still in place, and Dean, obviously, uh, my team manager, he, he's still on board. So um, I think we can just you know build on um, on you know kind of some of the successes of this year, and uh, obviously with Warren doing the last couple of rounds, a little, a little bit of like preseason training for next year. So. You know, I think you know we should be able to call find the top 15 round in round out next year. That's really our, that's really our, our aim and finish there and you know into the top 10. You know, I, I don't want a, a top 10 result to be a surprise for us. I want it to you know something that will be you know we've been deserved and expecting. My thanks to Lucas Dumbrell, Peter Norton, and Lachlan Manson as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders only on v8x.com.au.